What's up? This is Drunk Theory. I'm Ryan. I'm Kara. I'm Kelly. <laughs> Matt's here, but he's not talking. Yeah, right. You don't even know what to say next. You guys. <laughs> I was just saying. Matt doesn't want to play with us anymore. No, I was not just, I was just saying he was here. He's doing the audio for us. Y'all have to say what's next because I'm way blunt. Um. So today talking. we are talking about conspiracies that involve costumes and disguises. Kelly, what are we drinking? Sweet. We are drinking Devil in a Blue Dress, and I am batching these up by the pitcher. So you are going to add five cups of Blue Hawaiian Punch, two and a half cups of Blue Curacao, two and a half cups of Coconut Rum, one and a quarter cups of Pineapple Juice, and then five limes juiced. And you're going to pour that into a glass, top it off with Sprite, and garnish with a cherry. And it is yummy. It is. It fucking tastes good, but I feel like I've had like 37 of these and I'm not okay. anywhere close to being drunk. Yeah, we're not as drunk as we usually are, I don't think. Y'all, Maybe it's y'all gonna, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's going to hit us later. Yeah. We're going to be all of a sudden drunk in a little bit. <laughs> That's my favorite. Kind yeah, of we like to be all of a sudden drunk. I was checking drunk. for an off button so I could eat. These crunchy treats. Okay, so a little, little bit of background oh, here. here. No, you don't have to do that. Don't I was that. just. I was um, just Ryan is eating cinnamon, cinnamon twist. twist from Taco Bell in the background. So that crunching that you hear will not get edited out because <laughs> I do not give a shit. I will not do it. Just deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the silence on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, at the silence is his Twitter handle if y'all want to complain about the chewing in the background of this episode. <laughs> Don't at drunk theory because we, no. no, we ain't got nothing to do with this. No. Those are not my cinnamon twins. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you paid for them. Yeah, so I guess it's mine. <laughs> you can also <laughs> at Kelly Madden 80. <laughs> to be fair, A... The alcohol is very strong. He's he, drinking different alcohol than us, by the way. Yeah. Oh, we are. He's doing mouthwash cups of wild turkey. 101, not regular wild turkey. Even stronger wild turkey. Yeah. What? I got hit in the face <laughs> by the metal handle thingy-majigger of a truck today, oh. and it really hurt. Yeah, he broke his face today. Yeah, I have multiple contusions. <laughs> I'm not even concussion. joking. No. I may have a concussion. You should probably be in the hospital and not here. I lost drunk. vision for multiple seconds, but it came back. It came back. Fully? Are you at 100%? I feel like I am. If I close my my left eye, I can still read Ali, Shavers, Rossman, Arguello, Evangelista, and... Onto Fermo on the little tiny boxing chart he has over there. Well, now I feel like you're bragging because I can't read any of that. I know because you're not wearing your glasses. I am wearing my glasses. Kara never wears her glasses because she's too good for good vision. <laughs> I'm too good for good vision. <laughs> I'm so awesome. I choose to be just the worst seer. <laughs> <laughs> You're so awesome that you don't need to see shit. Because I don't need to see. Shit will just move out of your way. 
She's like Daredevil. She has sonar. I see it. I see it. <laughs> um. <laughs> still on the crunching. I want to get so loud. <laughs> engineering at the U.S. Naval Academy, and she actually got to go to space as a mission specialist on the shuttle Discovery in July of 2006. And when, why are you showing everybody your ass? <laughs> I did that for Carrie. It wasn't supposed to be for you. I'm sorry, it wasn't supposed to be for you. I was trying to be there. For my eyes only. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was not for you. For y'all that can't see it, what had happened was he took the fucking Bruce Springsteen cassette tape that Kelly and Matt have in this room for whatever reason. Born in the USA is the one. Uh, born in the USA. Yeah, he's got the red hat in his he back pocket. on whatever. his ass because if y'all are as old as we are, you know that the cover of that is just that guy's ass with like a handkerchief or something. Bruce Springsteen was my first crush. Because there's a cassette player right yeah. there. And still, just You're not more making your case better. <laughs> just more If questions. you had said record player, we'd be cool. You said cassette player, and now everybody's like... Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's on top of the cassette player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah. We actually also have a record player at the house. I'll, I'll turn this on. Do it, please. All right. It's, it's one of the it's one of the big uh, like old school ones. I want to turn it to like a Bluetooth like old school so big bef- record player. Before everybody makes fun of me, I do collect vintage audio equipment because that's my jam. So I have a cassette player. I wouldn't make it fun of me. I like vintage and audio. Equipment. I actually Fucking love record it. Player. She was working at the Johnson Space Center in Houston when all this happened, and she was married with three children. So I wanted to give a little perspective about women going to space because I think this is interesting. Um, as of December two, <laughs> as of December twenty twenty one, of the five hundred ninety six total space travelers, seventy two have been women. So that's about twelve percent. And there have been one each from France, Italy, South Korea, and the UK. Two each from Canada, China, and Japan. Five from the Soviet Union. And 50 from the U.S. So we're the most progressive. But still, it's only 12% of women. What started kind of all of the <laughs> shenanigans and nonsense that I'm about to tell y'all it's about. solid reasoning. Is an affair. So in 2004, Noak began an affair with fellow married astronaut Willem Olafine. In 2005, Olafine divorced his wife. And then in 2007, Noak separated from her husband. So at that point, she thinks, we're going to be together. Everything's going to be wonderful, and then we're going to ride into the sunset and all of that shit. Well, 
At that point, he says, well, no, I've also been seeing <laughs> this Air Force captain named Colleen Shipman, and he's going to be with her instead. So, Nowak had a key to uh, Olafine's apartment, and she used it to go in and search for intel about the new woman, because she's <laughs> it's just nuts. She accessed uh, personal emails between the two, and she also found flight information uh, for Shipman to travel from Orlando to Houston because that's she Shipman was in Orlando. Like this was a long distance relationship. So yeah, Noah could find the found the flight information, and she decides that she is going to travel 900 miles from Houston to Orlando to meet Shipman when her flight lands at 1 a.m. on February 5th, 2007 at Orlando International Airport. Nowak arrives wearing a wig and a trench coat. She, <laughs> she ends up getting onto the shuttle bus with Shipman to ride to the parking lot at the airport. Nowak approached Shipman where she is in her car and said that her boyfriend hadn't shown up and asked for a ride. Shipman was like, no, but said that she would call somebody for her. Um, then Nowak started to cry, so Shipman cracked her window, whereas Nowak then pepper, <laughs> pepper sprayed her in the face, and, <laughs> and Shipman just drove away. So <laughs> Nowak gets arrested immediately. And Shipman still has no idea who the fuck this is and why she's fucking with her, right? Because she's never... Yeah, she thinks it's just a random-ass airport attack. Right. Yeah, she has no idea who this bitch is, but she does mention later that she noticed that she was in a trench coat, which she thought was weird, because there's always... I mean, if somebody's in a trench coat... I'm not talking to anybody in They're doing some nefarious shit. Happen. Let's just say that. So, in Noak's car, they found hundreds of dollars in cash... Printouts of emails between Ophelon and Shipman, uh, pepper spray, a knife, rubber tubing, gloves, a BB gun, a mallet, and a computer disc full of bondage scenes. Everything Mac needs. <laughs> All his tools. I mean, yeah, yeah I need, my, I need tools. my tools. Yeah. That is a serial killer tool the chest if I've ever heard me one. Out. The tubing and the bondage shit freaks you me out. You only need tubing yeah. to stop blood loss. So, what was she planning to do? Or to drain stuff. Her car also contains tomato, tomato, really shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's custom torture shit is all it's for, or for giving large drug doses. Nothing good. Yeah, nothing was nothing good. good. Happen there. Like, but her car also contained diapers, and this is kind of the thing that made this the kind of the joke on all of the the news stories. She reportedly told the police that she wore diapers so that she would not have to stop at the restroom on the way to meet Shipman's flight. Like, she was coming for that ass. And I, re <laughs> I remember this story, but that is all That's I remember. Cool. Me too. I, I didn't know if she had murdered somebody or did she rob a fucking bank. Yeah. I just know that there was some lady that drove a whole long time wearing a diaper to do some fucking shit. I specifically shit. remember <laughs> NASA diaper to murder the husband. I didn't or even something. remember that it was an astronaut. There was very it's just little. some crazy bitch wearing a diaper. Yeah. But I... the whole funny. Well, she reportedly told that to the police, but later, like, her lawyers were like, no, the diaper thing never happened. Um, the diapers in the car were like toddler diapers for her kids. So, so we don't know, but 
Apparently that's what she so said. More than well, like, so, so then more, more than likely she just pissed her pants No, the let's way. go back to the end. Um, the O.J. Simpson, Simpson, if it doesn't qu- fit, you must have quit. <laughs> Would she have fit in the diapers that were in her car? Was well, we, she driving a white Bronco? Yeah. <laughs> that's well, the I'm important guessing, question. I, I'm guessing that nobody wrote down the size of the diapers and somebody just wrote diapers because... Uh, Maybe she was tiny and they were extra large What kind diapers. of diapers were in the car? But if it was pull-ups... And, what uh, if there she, are some little bitty adult women that could fit into yeah. the fucking pull-ups. But one thing that I wondered about the, <laughs> the diapers, the thing that crossed my mind is that she had multiple diapers, meaning she planned to change it, so why not go to the bathroom? Yeah, because you still got to pull over. <laughs> right. It's not probably going to take not longer. If, right. Not if you just throw them in the seat next to you. Oh, gross because as fuck. when you buy diapers, they come in a pack. It's multiple She stops, gets gas, throws them away at the trash thing right there and leaves. Or throws them on the ground like I've seen at many gas stations. I feel like you're saving like three minutes. I mean, I mean, if you stop off at the store to get your diapers and stuff like that, you're not going to say, well, let me go back to the house and drop off the other ten. Well, I mean, I get what you're saying. But still, the whole, even if it, you don't care how many diapers she took. This bitch ain't thinking clearly, though. She surely had, I don't know. Okay, so how many miles was it? 900. How long does that take? A while. Oh. At 100 miles an hour, that's still nine hours. How many times would you have hours. to take a shit during that time? <laughs> because I feel like she wouldn't she have changed it, the whole it time. just for piss. She could have held but it the whole time. She would only change it if she took shit. So she, <laughs> would she, she could have taken a modium she, so she didn't have to shit the whole way shit, there. Oh, that could be a fucking thing. <laughs> this story kind of went all over the news, and she became known as the Astronaut after this. She was originally charged with attempted kidnapping and burglary with assault because she reached into her car. That, that's where the burglary part came in. Um, this was later upgraded to include a charge of attempted murder. She was the first active duty astronaut to ever face felony charges. And NASA fired her in March of 2007. And they also fired uh, Opaline in June of 2007 for being a fucker. <laughs> Which is good. Nice. He started all of this shit. I'm going to go into some stuff because this actually caused NASA to make a whole lot of changes to a whole lot of stuff that's kind of interesting. And yeah, don't hire psychos. <laughs> Please do some. Well, she wasn't psycho when they hired her, and that's why. Maybe she it. was. And I'm, no, I'm going to talk about no. that. Oh, okay. So, Noack's lawyer had filed the paperwork for an insanity plea, claiming uh, that she suffered from obsessive-compulsive disorder, insomnia, and depression. But then the court ruled that Noack had not been fully advised of her rights, and the police interview was inadmissible. So, in the end, she ended up pleading guilty to burglary and misdemeanor battery. And the judge sentenced her to one-year probation, community service, and ordered her to write a letter of apology to <laughs> Colleen Shipman. And then did Colleen Shipman sell that fucking letter for, like, a whole bunch of money? Because that's what I would have done with I do not think so, but she was pissed because she legit thought that... Lisa intended to kill her that day. Like, she was like, this motherfucker was going to kill me. You know? So she was super pissed that she got off. But I think everybody just kind of laughed it off, even though she did have all this tubing and, like, a hammer and all kinds of shit. Maybe they just the same shit. Well, maybe because it's such a weirdo combination of shit. They were like, this bitch don't know what the fuck she's doing. Like, (laughs) But you don't have to know what you're doing to, like, 
kill somebody. I mean, but like, well, yeah. So, yeah, she was not fucking happy at all, and she actually ended up marrying that uh, Overline guy, and they ran off to, like, Alaska or something. The fuck I goddamn would. I know, right? (laughs) So, I want to talk about their mental health shit with NASA. So, um, when they were looking at this, they identified a few things that might have been a trigger for her. Um, and one of those things is the Columbia shuttle disaster in 2003. Because one of her really close friends died in that, uh, in that shuttle. And also, they have found now that astronauts returning from space often get super depressed because normally they only get to go once. So they train, like, years and years and years, and then they go once, and then they come back, and then it's like, well, what do I do now? And they get super fucking depressed. So at the time, astronauts were only receiving psychological testing when they went in. So she got tested in 1996 and was fine. But then, you know, 2003, her friend dies, you know, 2006, she comes back from space, then her boyfriend drops her. At this time, you know, there's no testing going on, and there's such a even, you know, even if she thought, you know, I'm fucked up, she wouldn't have gone. Because they so would ruin her, her career. It would, it would have ruined Yeah. <clears throat> so, after this, <clears throat> NASA instituted uh, annual psychological testing for astronauts. And they also have done a lot of research into the impact of the space program and space flight on mental health. And now astronauts have access to a lot more resources, including space psychologists, which is their actual job title, which deal with nothing but astronauts in space and just returning from space. So it kind of changed everything. In addition to that, there is a movie about this that I watched. A movie about this bitch? Yes. Very loosely based. And it is horrible. Lucy in the Sky, 2019, with Natalie Portman. Holy shit. Okay, so I have a question. You said um, they go to, they only get to go once. Most of the time, yeah. So, what is, what do they do, what is the point in being in, in NASA after that? Like, she had already gone, she come back, why does she still work at NASA? Because they have people on the ground. Um, yeah, for like te- technical advisors. And, and she and was an like engineer, that. so she would have probably worked on the things that went in How the space. How can we make it better for the next generation? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, we don't want And, they always, like and apparently knowledge. they always yeah. want to go back, and there's still a yeah. chance. So There's been multiple people that have been two to three times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was, all right. That is all I've got. Lisa Nowak. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say that just from what I've heard, and just from, um, because like I said, all I remember is that there was some crazy bitch in a diaper that went to go do something. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't know what she was doing. Um, just that list of shit. Read off the list of shit that she had in her car again. All okay. right. <laughs> she had hundreds of dollars in cash, printouts of emails between Ophelon and Shipman. Pepper spray, a knife, rubber tubing, gloves, a BB gun, a mallet, and a computer disc full of bondage scenes. I feel like she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. I feel like she based and every bit of that off of, like, what was who, she... Who's to say most of that stuff is even re- related? 
Like maybe she's just a well, weirdo and already had the man. Yeah. Well, yeah. the diapers could have, so like you said, been for her kids. A, a couple of things like the the CD and the emails and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that, yeah, because you said she went to his house and got all that shit. Yeah. Maybe she just never took it out of her car. Yeah. I don't know if y'all seen my car, but I've got some shit in there. I got receipts yeah. from 2015 or whatever. Yeah. So unrelated. What the hell? You can't kill somebody with a BB gun. I mean. You, you probably can. But if you had one that looked like a real gun, you could use it to course them to into your scare. car or something. Yeah. But then what are you going to do with them? Because you have no means to kill them. Yeah. Tie she's got up, a mallet. Tie them, up, <laughs> tie them up and stab them or choke them. Yeah, she, she has a mouth. Them alive. There's lots of different reasons. She has reasons. rubber tubing. I feel like this bitch didn't know what she was doing and she just went nuts. Yeah. Well, I absolutely feel like she was nuts. Yeah. I don't think she would have killed the lady. I really don't. I, if that lady had let her in her car or whatever... I don't think she would have killed her. Why was she driving 900 miles? Because she's fucking nuts. But not that kind of nuts. Like a different kind of nuts. Mm, That's a fine line to stake stake some woman's life on. Doesn't seem right. Yeah. I mean, the the fact that she pepper sprayed her, I feel like she did want to take her and do something with her, but... I feel like she wouldn't have known what to do. And that brings me back, like, you remember the movie Otis? Yes, I love Otis. But then they get him there, and they don't know what to do, and they're arguing over it, and they're yeah. like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think that's exactly what it would have been. Yeah. Say, say she found the email and was like, oh, well, I'm going to confront this bitch. That's my man, you know. And then that's all she wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Just go up and, you know, catfight or whatever. And scare her off with this knife, and then she'll never talk to him again, and then right. he'll be with me. You know, Maybe, yeah. I really don't think that this bitch and, would have murdered And I do anybody. think that's what she said, is that she wanted to scare her. Yeah. You know? That's wild. What say you, Ryan? That bitch was crazy. Yeah, I think it's crazy that she is so enamored with this guy that even after she finds out he's screwing around, yeah. Her immediate thought thought process isn't, well, I'm going to go see somebody else because fuck him. Her thought process is, no, I'm going to get rid of that bitch. Like, exactly. And that happens all the time. Yeah. Like that Jody Arias or whatever. And then, like, what are y'all doing? I mean, you might scare that girl off, but then. But he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, if he's already doing it, he's not going to stop for you. Yeah, I mean, it's next time you'll just be the miles. other bitch. Yeah. Instead of the one miles. wanting to get rid of one, there's going to be one wanting to get rid of you. Like, it's not going to stop. Quit being weird. Or leader. you scare that woman off, and then the dude says, well, hey, you're kind of fucking crazy. I don't want anything to do with you exactly. anyways. <laughs> wow. But so, like, what is she doing now? Uh, Now she just wants her privacy and wants to be left alone. She moved off somewhere and... Works at a bookstore, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like nobody knows. She, did she ever? She didn't ever like write a book or anything to try to get any money out of this. I don't think so. That's no. wild because I totally would have. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> if the diaper fits. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would have been. If the diaper yeah. fits. Uh, yeah. From what I read, is that she just wants to be fucking left alone and wants her privacy. So. Really I don't blame her. If you get embarrassed on national TV, like... Yeah. And imagine how embarrassing that shit must yeah. have like, been. I'm changing my fucking name and going off grid. Oh, like, my God. Like, nah. that's so awful. I mean, because not only is it a crazy-ass thing, she's the first astronaut ever to get in this kind of trouble. <laughs> like, Yeah, she's in all the history books. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about her at every lecture at law school. <laughs> yeah. I think her being an astronaut 
blew it out of proportion. Because if she were just like some normal girl, you would have heard on the news one day and it'd be done. The fact that she was a fucking astronaut. I'm the opposite. I think that they didn't show. Because like I said, all I remember is it's some crazy. I do not remember any details. I feel like they didn't cover it a lot. Because she was an astronaut. If it had been Florida woman, that shit would have been all over everything. No, it, it was, but we don't remember the news. We remember the stand-up comedians and the late-night shows and everything. Because we don't we didn't give a shit about the news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still feel like they downplayed it because of that. I think if it had been a... Especially if it was a trailer park person. I feel like it would have been all over everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. The outcome might have been different because they might have thought trailer park person would have actually killed her. Where they're like, yeah. this person's a, a, an astronaut. I, she's just having a little astronaut committing no murder. Yeah, I she's just having a little a little episode. You know? I certainly think the fact that she worked with NASA did bring a whole lot more attention to it because they're such a prestigious organization. This kind of shit does not happen yeah. with with NASA employees. But they're so big, they can suppress that shit. You know what I mean? They'd be like, wait a minute, yeah. tarnish our shit. Yeah. Well, 596 people ever have been to space, and she's one of them. So, yeah. I didn't even know, honestly, that it had been that many. That seems like a lot to me. That includes lower. Well, and that's other countries yeah. and everything, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. And that's of... As of uh, December 2021. So I think there's been like a SpaceX thing. So didn't William Shatner go this year? Um, I space, don't know. SpaceX is not sending people to space right now. Um, what is the fucking thing that Lance Bass tried to do and then he couldn't do it because he couldn't afford it or they told him he sucked or whatever? Oh, I don't remember. That was Virgin. Blue, uh, Blue Origin. Or No, that's the Amazon guy one. Uh, Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Is That's it. Virgin, Virgin Galactic wouldn't let Lance Bass go. Richard Branson. That's my favorite thing in the whole yeah, world. Blue, Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos' space company. What else you got? That is all I've got. It's your turn. I'm ready for mine. Absolutely. All right. I'm talking about Mayhem. That is a Norwegian black metal band that started in 1984. Um, they are considered to be the founders of Norwegian black metal, and their music strongly influenced all the black metal scenes like all across everywhere. Everybody's like, hell yeah. That band is actually still active today, um, but they have different members now, and you'll know why here. <laughs> yeah. Just in a little bit. So the original members, and I'm going to fuck these names up. I'm going to fuck these names up. But um, most of them have stage names. So after I tell you what I think is their real name, we'll go by stage names from here on out. <laughs> so the guitar player and the lead vocalist, Oystein Arseth, a.k.a. Euronymous. Bassist and second vocalist, Jorn Stubberud, a.k.a. Necro Butcher. Can I see it? Jorn Stubberud. Whatever. Okay. It's fun to say. I like to pronounce AKA it. AKA Necro Butcher. Um, and then drummer K J E T I L Mannheim, who had no stage name. Kajetel? I, 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 I know. The J will be silent, be Teal, I think. Yeah. I don't, like Jorn is where the J is silent. It's like. Oh, we're like it's Bjork. Bjork, exactly. Kiatil. Kettle. Kettle. Nice. Nice. We, we might be wrong, but we're at, we're. What? Yeah, we're I, fucking I, it up. 
Um, so they got their name for this band from a song called Mayhem with Mercy by a band called Venom. I don't know who the hell that is. Um, they were influenced by groups like Slayer, Black Sabbath, Motorhead, and then a bunch of other bands I've never heard of. So I did not write those down. Cool. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> um, they gained a following through just like random ass performances just like in the middle of fucking nowhere and then they do crazy shit or whatever. Well, these performances got people to start focusing on them and that made people realize that they had ties to the Norwegian church burnings that were going on at that time. Um, I skipped a bunch of this, but a bunch of churches in Norway got burnt down and apparently it was these dudes' fault. They went through a bunch of different members for various reasons. Um, Did then you just they, say various reasons? Yeah, because there were like seven different members. Oh, before. I got you. So they went through a bunch of different members. <laughs> um, before, and I'm going to fuck his name up, and he's the, 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 he's my story. Euronymous? No. It's per, P-E-R, Y-N-G-V-E, Olin, O-H-L-I-N. Somebody say that for me. Let me see it. Per Ingve Olin. Like Ingve Malmsteen is a guitar player. So it'd be Per Ingve Olsteen, which probably means son of Olsteen or some shit like that. Um, like Odin's son means son of Odin. It's, his stage name yeah. is Dead. Nice. How original. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after they went through all these people, Dead and. Jan Axel Blomberg, a.k.a. Jan, Jan probably, whatever. Um, a.k.a. Hellhammer the joined. <laughs> Hellhammer is still in Mayhem he's to this day. He's the only one that's still oh, wow. He's the only one. But keep that in mind. He's still in there. So once these two people joined, Dad went nuts, right? Dad started making their concerts just psycho. He's like... He decided that he was going to start wearing what they call corpse makeup, which is black and white, but it's not like the kiss makeup. This was black and white makeup to make himself look dead. So, you know, like the sunken eyes and whatever. He would take and bury whatever he was going to wear at the concert, fucking bury it, and then dig it up the night of the show because that makes him look dead because his clothes have been burned. Oh, wow. Um, on stage, he would cut himself with broken glass and hunting knives. So he much, took that from Gigi Allen. Yeah, I was about to say pretty much Gigi Allen. Oh, is that a, I don't know. That's the thing. So they often had pig or sheep heads impaled on stakes in front of the stages. I mean, they were just fucking nuts. They were like embracing this whole black metal thing. Um, in 1990, the members moved to an old house in the forest near Oslo. See. Necro Butcher says that after a while... Dead and Euronymous started getting on each other's nerves. Like, they were absolutely not fucking friends at all anymore. Hillhammer says that one night, Dad went to sleep in the woods because Euronymous was playing synth music that Dad hated. And if y'all remember earlier, I told you, I was like, is this synth music? So, Euronymous just started blasting this synth music. What's the name of that song that we had to listen to earlier? Oh, the Gautier State song. Of the, state of the art. So, 
music like state of the art by Gautier. He was <laughs> blasting this shit. So Dad was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to sleep in the woods." Don't sue us, Gautier. <laughs> well, then you're wrong. I like your song. I love it. Grabs a fucking shotgun and goes outside show. and just starts blasting into the fucking air. There's another guy. There. <laughs> yeah, shut up. There's another guy. I'm just gonna call him Varg because I cannot say his last name. He claims that once. Dad actually stabbed Euronymous, like, with a knife. Like, they got into a fight, and he stabbed him. So, on April 8th, 1991, Dad committed suicide in the house in the woods in Oslo. He was found by Euronymous with slit wrists and a shotgun wound to the head. His suicide note started with the sentence, Excuse all the blood. And then a brief explanation that said... Nobody will ever understand this, but as a sort of explanation, I am not human. This is only a dream, and soon I will awake. He ended by saying, I didn't come up with this now, but 17 years ago. Attached to the note were the lyrics of the song Life Eternal. And the full suicide note is apparently public. You can look it up if y'all want to go read it. I did not feel the need to do that. So when Euronymous found him dead and read his note he went to a nearby store and bought a disposable camera so that he could photograph the corpse after he rearranged some shit to make it look better the next day he calls necro butcher and he said dead has done something really cool he killed himself and necro butcher's like the fuck and Euronymous says relax man it's cool I got pictures of everything so, As if he was frustrated about the lack of yeah, documentation. Yeah. So, the fuck? Euronymous started using this suicide to further their evil look or whatever. You know, like, oh, we're so deep, we're demony. Um, he said that they, he said that he committed suicide because black metal had become commercialized and told people to start like rioting and, you know, just being fucking nuts. Just being fucking nuts. So, rumors spread that Euronymous made stew with Dead's brain and made necklaces with bits of the skull. The band denied the, the stew, but said that the necklaces were real. He I, saw the, I saw a picture of that. He absolutely did Way make back in the day. necklaces out of this guy's skull. In 2018, a fragment of dead skull went on sale for $3,500. What? Along with that was a letter from Euronymous. Now, so, Euronymous had written a letter to someone. It does not say who it was. And put the skull with it. So, so this, person, this person is the one who put the skull up for sale. But, so, the skull went on sale for $3,500 along with a letter from Euronymous that ends with, Okay, that should be all. I'm enclosing a little piece from Dead's cranium in case you'd like to have it. Hear from you soon. Oh, wow. That's fucking nuts. And that's a direct quote. Like, fucking nuts. So the album, The Dawn of the Black Hearts, it's actually a bootleg album. Um, It's a bootleg album of a live show that they did February 28th, 1990. And the cover art for that album is one of the photos that Euronymous took of dead after he had killed himself. So the owner of Warmaster Records got a copy of one of the pictures. I'm assuming he somehow was like, 
yeah, let's release this bootleg album. See, I still don't really understand how that works. If, it, if they're saying it's bootleg, how can you just sell it? Bootleg is illegal, right? Like, bootleg just means it wasn't authorized to be recorded, but if the band is cool with selling it afterwards, it's fine because the record shop that sold it, they own that record shop. That's yeah. where they all hung out. So the, yeah. all the, and, I, and all the metal bands kind of all the were, metal bands kind of own it together, right? They were all about fighting the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. So, all independent labels. Yeah. but so, so call it bootleg, you know, anti-mainstream. So Euronymous had actually taken several additional pictures of Dead's body in different positions. One of them actually had his ass sitting up with the shotgun on his knee. Yeah, it was fucked up. But these were found and destroyed by Euronymous's Euronymous's <laughs> father after he was killed in 1993, which is two years before that album came out. So Euronymous doesn't didn't know that this was ever the cover. Who who sent the photo then? Yeah. But so the murder of Euronymous. Necro Butcher, after Dad killed himself, he left the band. He was like, because Euronymous acted nuts. He left the band. He's like, it's fucked up. In late nineteen ninety-two, Euronymous added three musicians to the band. All of them came from other black metal bands. One of them is Varg the Kernes, aka Count Grishnok. One of them is Varg by Carnes. Yeah. Carnes. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I know who that is. Yeah. One of them is Snore, I'm gonna say Rutch, R-U-C-H, aka Blackthorn, and Atelia Sizhar. All of those are probably wrong. The... August 10th, 1993, Varg and Rutch traveled 320 miles to Euronymous's apartment. After an altercation, Varg Shit. fatally stabs Euronymous. His body was found outside with 23 cut wounds, two to the head, five to the neck, 16 to the back. Varg claims that Euronymous had plotted to torture him to death and videotape it using a meeting for an unsigned contract to lure him there. So he was on his way to give this guy a contract. He claims he intended to hand over the contract and tell him to fuck himself and then he was going to leave, but Euronymous attacked him. And he also claims that most of the wounds were caused by broken glass that he had fallen on during the fight. They were not stabbed. He was arrested, like, almost fucking immediately. Like, within a day or two, he was arrested. He was sentenced to 21 years in prison for murder and also his connection to the arsons, which was years prior, but still, they somehow brought that up. They were like, here you go, we're doing that. He was actually released from prison in 2009. Rutch, who drove with him, didn't have any part of any of it. He stayed downstairs and then, you know, some murder happened, whatever. Um, he got charged with complicity, and he was sentenced to eight years. There is a documentary. It's called Until the Light Takes Us. We watched it the other day. Several of these people are in this documentary. Um, very good. I liked it. I would like to shout out Les G from Worse Than Fiction, because he's the one that told me to watch that. So, thank you. What about you. the movie? The other um, yes, and also there is a movie based on this called The Lords of Chaos, and it's Loved got... It. Little Culkin. Little Culkin, but it's Rory, Rory right? Yeah, he it's is Rory great Culkin. in it. He is, he is he's amazing. very good. 
Um, I need to watch it again because I feel like it did not do the actual story justice. At it really all. did. It did a good job for and, what they could. They had to fit a lot of shit in. Well, and that's what I was about to say. Like I had to leave out a whole fucking bunch. I urge y'all to go read about this yeah. shit because there is so. Like I left out everything about the church burning except for that he went to jail for it. I mean, there's so much shit. These people are fucking nuts. So I only know this is the story years. from the the Culkin movie. <laughs> that, that's this is from '84 to '93. Nine years so of just craziness. Does it show? Is the photo and all that in the Lords of Chaos movie? Yeah, he goes in there and takes pictures and. Talks I don't remember. About it. It's been so long. Yeah, man. He tells the other band members they get real pissed that he. Yeah, did. Yeah, see, that's there was the a whole thing. Yeah, the yeah. bass player got real bad. Tur- I need turbo. to watch it again. Something got mad as shit that he did it. And the the necklace it's thing. Fair. I want to say in the movie, like he had said that it was a skull, but really it was like chicken bones or or, or something. That it really was skull. Though. No, um, supposedly in real life, and this has been claimed, I guess, by the other band members, it was bits of his skull. He actually went so far as to hand them out to other musicians that he found worthy. So that's what I got on those guys. It was a wild fucking ride. And then it was hard to figure out what to focus on, so I decided to focus on the album cover and that guy's suicide and, you know, whatever. But I did. I left out a lot. Um, I'll fucking read about it. I'm sure there's probably books about it. Oh, I'm not a reader. If you're listening, Varg Vakarns, I would love to hear your side of the story. That's right. He is still alive, and we didn't see him in that thing. Yeah. I'd love to hear. I'd I'd love to talk to (laughs) you. I wonder if he's on Twitter. (laughs) Now I'm going to have to watch that movie again. I need. I want to watch it again, too, because I feel like it was it's funny. Because I remember like him Both arguing with his sister and like hollering for his mom and shit. Yeah, it was, it was more like they were wannabes and, you know. But these people were not, they, people followed them and looked up to them like they were gods. Like, so trippy. They yeah. Down, they downplayed it too much. They really shouldn't have in the movie. Yeah, I want to watch it again, and then I'll make but it. But I guess we really he didn't want to glorify that anyway. Since yeah, Karen, not Karen Culkin. That's Rory, Rory Culkin. Right? Yeah, Rory's the youngest. Karen's the middle, and Macaulay's the oldest. So is Kieran's Rory the, the one from? It's Kieran. Kieran is the one from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Which one is the one from Main Creek? Is that Ooh. Karen? Is that little Culkin, or is that Rory? There's two little Culkins. There's three Culkins total, and, and that's the remember, name of this episode. Is and, three Culkins total. And Home Alone, it's Macaulay okay, and Kieran. Okay, it's not Macaulay. It's the the youngest is the death metal one. The middle one is from Scott Pilgrim. There's Rory, Kieran, Macaulay. and Macaulay. Okay. Yeah. Macaulay is also in a <laughs> Velvet Underground cover band called the Pizza Underground, where they redo all their songs about pizza. That's a real thing. All of their songs are about pizza. Yeah, but they're Velvet, Velvet Underground songs also. Also, Macaulay Culkin, if you want to be on the show, you were fucking great in uh, the Mighty Gemstones. It oh was, yeah, that shit it was, was fucking amazing. My goddamn favorite, and Danny I McBride, you are that. a goddamn genius. Well, um. Don't you well? Danny McBride is a <laughs> Danny McBride just got well. <laughs> He's a goddamn genius. Oh, yeah. So, um, what y'all got? That's it. Is it promo time? I've uh, liked Danny McBride since the foot fist way. That's a long ass time ago. You don't even know what that is. No, I don't know. No. Yeah, that's, that's his first directorial debut. 
He what was is it? Foot fist. The foot fist way. He's like a karate. Guy. I knew it was going to be some like karate a mall shit. or whatever. And oh, he's a mall karate. Guy. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so funny. He's like, what's it? Rex. Rex Kwando. It's very much in that style, but I think funnier. I, <clears throat> yeah. Y'all go ahead. Um, I just wanted to shout out the Blue Collar Enlightenment show again because they joined us on our live thing. Yeah. Oh. Um, and they're fun as shit, so. They are fun. Go follow them if y'all ain't already following them. Again, thank you to Les for telling me about that fucking documentary because it was very good. Like, I, And it's short. I mean, yeah. it, it's only like an hour and ten minutes or something. Yeah, like, and a lot long. of information, and good information. Re- some of, you know. <laughs> almost <laughs> all, the real, I'll, almost I'll all the real people, yeah. I'll look for it. Um. I'd like, I'd like to shout out uh, David Keckner from, you know, The Office and Anchorman. We went to see him live last week at uh, the Comedy Zone in Greenville, and he was fucking <laughs> hilarious. He was great. Oh, well, then, if we're shouting out him, we also got to shout out Rashad from Blood and Firewater because <laughs> y'all went to his house after that and got fucked up. I was not invited. <laughs> Me neither. You were invited. Well, after I was already home and too well, drunk to drive, that doesn't count. That's a pity invite. <laughs> It, but, was, it was last minute. So I know, I but like, so I Rashad, we love you. What? But so I guess it's promo time. So let's do weird distractions this week. Sounds good. Woo! Do you often find that you need a distraction from everyday life? Do you like true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and other weird dark tales? Well, tune in and turn up Weird Distractions Podcast, where we, your hosts, Christy and Alex, bring you a weird distraction to help you get through the work week. Every Sunday morning, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Good Pods, and more. So, grab a snack, get comfy, and make sure to lock those doors. Need a distraction? We We got got you. And also, we'd like to thank Good Fucking Brands for giving us alcohol. Yes. Here's their shit. Ah, uh, fuck. That's just a word. A humorous, conversational, everyday word that sums up so many things in just four little letters. Ah, uh, good fucking brands makes R-rated wine and spirits for mature audiences. They don't get a, a shit about prestige, but they care a whole lot about making really good fucking booze that's affordable, enjoyable, and will blow you away. Good fucking wine and red or rosé. Good fucking bubbles, Prosecco, or good fucking bourbon or vodka. Everyone is relatable, uh, edgy, fearless, unpretentious, uh, just like you. Don't wait to fucking try it. Order online today at www.goodfuckingbrands.com. All right, so that's it. That's it. Sounds good. All right. Love y'all. Love y'all. Are you drawing the weird S thing? Yeah. Jump, jump, damn it.